Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and welcome to Episode 7 of the brand new Jeff Bradbury Show. My friends, if you are an educational blogger, a podcaster, a writer, a speaker, or any other type of educational content creator, this is the show for you. Today we're going to be talking all about your email list. Specifically, what is the difference between email newsletters and email marketing. You see, on Friday of this week, we're dropping our next bonus episode. You don't want to miss this one. We have a great episode coming up with our good friend, Heather, who's going to be talking to us all about email marketing. How do you do it? How do you be successful? And how do we grow our email newsletter list? And before we get into that, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the things that really revolve around emails, email newsletters, and how I've been able to grow our newsletter here on the TeacherCast Educational Network into being not just one-dimensional, not just two-dimensional, not just even three-dimensional, but guys, get this, it is actually five dimensions depending on a number of things. So stick around. We're going to be getting into all of that stuff today. It's email marketing versus newsletters today. And I'm so happy that you guys not only have checked out this show, but are acting on this show. We have now more than 75 people in our email newsletter challenge, our TeacherCast 90-day email newsletter challenge. And I want to say thank you guys to everybody who's been keeping up. I want to say thank you guys to everybody who's been emailing me with your numbers. We have seen some amazing growth from our contributors who are in our challenge. Please head over to Build Your EDU Brand today and check out everything that we have here. You can sign up for our free email newsletter challenge. You're going to get two weeks worth of tips, tricks, and hints. And then every now and then we're going to be running a few nice webinars totally for free. Everything is out there for you guys. If you're looking to build your email newsletters after listening to this show, why not? Just check us out. We would love to work with you guys and would be happy to have you guys on the list. Now, the other thing I'm so excited about today is that over the weekend, we created a brand new community for this very podcast. For any educator that is a, that is a content creator, we have a brand new Facebook group. You can go over to Facebook.com and just do a search for Build Your EDU Brand, or we're going to be putting all of the links in our show notes, not only for this episode number seven, but you know what? I'm actually going to go back into all of our previous episodes, and I'm going to stick some, some links and some bumpers into all of our show notes. We would love to have you guys grow. In our first week alone, we've already had more than 50 educators come together. Every single day, we're going to be walk, working in that group, talking about a content uh, area, talking about a concept, getting some great conversations going. And it is a place for not only us to share our tips, but to be vulnerable in there and say, I need help with this. So if you're a content creator out there, again, a blogger, a writer, a podcaster, it is a great opportunity for us to come together and learn from each other. So two calls to actions today, right at the beginning of the show. Number one, check out everything over at buildyouredubrand.com. Join our TeacherCast 90-day email marketing challenge. And while you're on Facebook trolling around today, Check out our Build Your EDU Brand Facebook group. We are building this show. We are growing this show. And guys, 
before we get into our main topic, I want to say thank you to a few people. Specifically, Jason from California, who unfortunately, I got to tell you, I feel bad for the guy. His 49ers lost, but he said some amazing things this week. He actually called me personally and said, my goodness, I listen to your show every week. Now you are killing it. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Jason from California for doing that. And I have somebody else who said, don't use her name, but she emailed me this week and on, uh, actually she DM'd me on LinkedIn and said, thank you for a great show. I'm now listening to this every week as I do my exercises. Guys, wherever you take this content in, I hope it's important to you guys. We would love to let know what you guys are doing certainly reach out let us know you know you can find me on teachercast on twitter you can email me at feedback at teachercast or and i know you've heard this on other podcasts head on over to apple Podcasts, leave us a review we would love the testimonials we are really really having fun with this show and i want to say thank you guys for allowing me to come into your car your home your office your exercise equipment or in the air, on, on an airplane and allowing me to help you guys build your EDU brands. So let's get into our topic today. We're talking all about email marketing and newsletters. My goodness, there's so much to talk about. What's the difference, right? Do you want to, as a content creator, have an email newsletter or do you want to be doing email marketing? What's the difference? How do we do things? Well, first of all, let's define a couple things. Email newsletters, right? This is something that you put out to your uh, subscriber base, maybe once a day, maybe once a week, maybe every other week, maybe even once a month. But you try to do something on a routine basis that is a newsletter. Here's my latest posts. Here's my latest podcast. Here's the here's you know a bunch of great information that I'd love to have you find. It is that long form, doesn't have to be, but sometimes is, long form piece of content that just shows what's going on. There's a lot of great services out there. MailChimp is certainly the biggest, Constant Contact, Aweber. We're going to be talking today about the one that I like to use. I use a, a service called ConvertKit. I have all the links over there in our show notes for episode seven here. Of course, you can also go to teachercast.net slash ConvertKit. Now, ConvertKit is my newsletter of choice. I started with MailChimp. It was great. It worked for me. It's free up until I believe it's 2,000 people. And then from there, I went on to Aweber. And Aweber was a nice little transition. I, I, I learned a lot about segmentation and automation. We'll talk about those things a lot this week. But from there, I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit bigger. And from Aweber, I went, this was two or three years ago, I moved over to ConvertKit. Now, the reason I went to ConvertKit is because it gives me many options. It gives me the opportunity to create amazing-looking opt-in forms. And if you go over to TeacherCast, you know I've got a lot of opt-in forms on my sidebars, on my blog posts. I have pop-ups. I have ones that come down from the top if you're on our podcasting pages. ConvertKit allowed me to not only install a simple to easy use plugin on our website, but really create something that looks nice. It gives me opt-in forms and it gives me easy to use landing pages. Now I gotta tell you, this is not a commercial for ConvertKit. That's not what I'm looking for. Yes, teachercast.net slash ConvertKit is an affiliate link, but I'm not here to sell you on ConvertKit. I'm here to sell you on the concept of let's help you build your email newsletter subscribers. And how to do that for as easy, you know, easy reward as possible, I would say. 
So again, a couple of years ago, I, I got into a little bit of email newsletter-ing. Every month, I tried to put something out. And it was really the, here's the latest podcast, here's the latest blog post, here's what things are happening online, and a little bit about what's new on TeacherCast. That's great. Then I went to Podcast Movement, and this was two years ago when Podcast Movement was in Philadelphia, and I actually went to a full eight-hour training day with ConvertKit, ironically, and I learned about segmentation. I learned about automations. I learned how to make sure that I'm providing the value for my avatars, but to only the avatars who are looking for it. Guys, let's be honest. How many of you guys get an email from people you don't care about, people you don't want? Maybe you sign up for a list and you realize this isn't for me. And yeah, we can always unsubscribe, but you know, maybe the next one works. Maybe the one after that works. How many times do you actually sit back and read emails? And it turns out that email marketing and, and email newsletters are a lot like baseball. It's 20% gets you on the Hall of Fame. Right. If you have an email and you're having a 20% or so open rate, think about that open rate. That means 80% of your emails are not being opened by your users. So a 20% open rate is good. And out of that, I don't know all the stats. I think it's like a one to 3% click through rate, which means 20% are going to open your emails and 3% are actually going to be clicking on something to go somewhere else. Not the best stats, not the best odds, but that's pretty much where we are these days with things because we have so much email coming in. So there I was a podcast movement learning a little bit about how to segment. And that was when I decided to realize the power of email marketing. When you go to teachercast.net, and of course I recommend you doing that, you're going to see all of my contact forms. Now, you know on TeacherCast, we serve many, many avatars. We do ed tech. We do tech coaches. We do podcasts. We do web, uh, web design people. And we also do you, the people who want to build your brand and build your platform, right? And so that's why when you sign up for any of my opt-in forms, it says your first name, your email, and then it says I am a... And then you drop down and it says things like, I am a classroom teacher, I'm an administrator, tech coach, podcaster, librarian, and other. I have a segment, it's like five or six different things. And the reason I do that is because the, if you come to my site and you download a free editorial calendar or a free podcasting show notes, you don't necessarily want to hear emails about the latest updates from Google. Maybe you're not even a teacher, but you decided that you liked my content and you signed up for things. That's okay. That's what segmenting is all about. It's figuring out who your audience is and giving them not just what they need, but only what they need and not giving them stuff they don't need. Because let's face it, if you give them something they don't need, they're going to bolt. They're going to unsubscribe from you. Now, on Friday, like I mentioned, we're going to have episode eight with our good friend Heather on. And Heather's going to talk to us all about tips and tricks for growing our list, how to segment our list, what we can do once we segment our list, and how to be successful email marketers. So if you're interested in these topics, I, I guarantee you, wait until Friday's bonus show. It's going to be episode seven. You're going to find out an awful lot of stuff. I had a blast on that conversation with Heather. 
So when it comes to newsletters, we're looking at that every single week, every single other week, here's that news stuff. But marketing is different. There's one goal for email marketers. That's to sell something. Selling doesn't necessarily mean money, though. Selling could be, I want you to get a free gift. Selling could be, I want you to join my Facebook group. Selling could be, here's my mastermind, like for my tech coaches. It could be a money thing, or it could be just trying to get you to click on the right stuff. So for instance, you might create a sequence that takes your journeys from what's being called a cold lead, meaning somebody who doesn't know, like, and trust you, into a whole series of emails to get them to know who you are, to get them to understand your brand, and to get them to you know, start to click on your ecosystem. I think that's the right word, right? Get them to subscribe to your podcast, to follow you on LinkedIn, to get into your social media streams. It's a way to do that. And most people create these introduction streams when you first sign up for a newsletter. Myself, it's something I'm actually currently working on. If you're recently a subscriber, you might have gotten a few emails with me like on a video screen from my friends over at Dub. And and that's something I've been looking at. I like my intro sequence, but I, you know, times are changing. Things are a little different. Um, I'm planning on shortening up my emails. But basically, when you look at an, an email intro sequence, you're looking at four, seven, somewhere in that range a series of emails that introduces you, that starts that marketing conversation, that makes you go from a person on a website to a, a person. And what does that mean? And how does that work? And how do you get people to like, know, and subscribe? And I'm not going to go into so many details here. This is certainly going to be something I'm going to blog about later over at buildyouredubrand.com. But usually when you're doing an email marketing and a newsletter sequence, usually that first email is, hey, my name is Jeff. How you doing? Welcome to the channel. Something in the lines of, you know, thank you for signing up for my newsletter. You're going to be receiving something from me every single Monday. Look for it in your newsletter. Don't forget to check your spam folder. All right. The basic, hi, how you doing? And then over the next couple days, you warm them up. Hey, here's my three favorite podcasts. Here's my three favorite posts. Here's three Facebook friends of mine that you can't refuse. Here's another educational pot. You know, you try to start to build a rapport with them. Newsletters are very, very cold, I think. Here's everything that's going on, and then you blanket it out to your 10,000 people. Email marketing is not supposed to be that. Email marketing is supposed to be for targeted people. I might make, for instance, an entire email sequence that's 10 or 15 emails, and I might only send it out to 100 people out of my entire list. 100 people because those people have in the past said that they were tech coaches, and they downloaded something, and they also clicked on one of my links that said that they were interested in learning more about the mastermind. So why tick off every single person on my on my list when they're never going to buy from you on this particular topic? I'm only going to focus myself on those 100 tech coaches, let's say, that have said that they're interested in purchasing something from me. It's pretty simple math as you do it. Now, there's a few different things that we want to be thinking about when it comes to email marketing. Last week, you might notice with our social media, we had our three Ps of social media. And today is no different. I want to share with you guys my three P's of email marketing. And they're the same. Personalize, problem solve, 
and partnerships. Personalize means when you're working with email, you should be addressing the emails to an individual. Any of these major marketing things have some kind of a personalization feature. You never want to start an email with, hey guys, how you doing? Or my favorite, dear friend. I don't know about you. I turn those things off as quick as possible. But one of the things that I do with my opt-ins is I always ask you again, what's your first name? What's your email? That way I can begin right away to personalize it and say, hey, John, how are you doing? In your subject area, in your subject line, you can say, John, did you hear about this new update from Google? Having things personal gives you exactly what you need, which is that, that, that friendly handshake into somebody's inbox. It also gives your users something that they want. They want to be personalized, right? Your users, and you think about yourself, you get hundreds of emails every day that are very cold. If you see an email list that says, hey, John, how you doing? You might, you might actually open that up and read it. You really, really might. So keep things personal. The second P we're going to talk about today is problem solving. Know your audience. Know what they want. Help them find the answers to it. Now, if your brand is a one-dimensional brand and you're only trying to solve the problem, let's say, of teaching somebody about Google Classroom and that's all that you do, then you know that your customers are coming to you, signing up for your newsletter, expecting to learn about Google Classroom. If you're like TeacherCast and you've got a few different arms to this octopus here, I usually put in the middle of my introduction sequence some kind of a form, something that I'm going to get you guys to sign up for and then go, all right, I'd love to know more information about you. I know that you're a tech coach or I know that you're a classroom teacher, but tell me, what do you really want to learn? And that's when you can say, well, I'm a tech coach and I want to learn about Microsoft apps, about Google apps, about helping my school district or about, hey, I'm a new tech coach. What do I do? Keeping things personal, helping people solve their problems is are two amazing ways to not only get them to like, know, and trust you, but to help them stay on your newsletter. After all, it takes a lot of work, hard work, to build a platform to have somebody give you the most precious thing to them, their email address. And you can destroy that relationship very quickly. Trust me, I do it every day. Every time I put out a newsletter, guaranteed, 20, 30 people are going to unsubscribe. You live with that. You don't worry about that. I know way too many people that say, I don't want to send out an email because I'm afraid someone's going to unsubscribe for me. We shouldn't have those problems. We shouldn't be thinking about that. You, you actually want people to unsubscribe from you because if they're not enjoying your content or if they're not the avatar for your content, you don't want them on your list. You don't want to be paying for them to be on the list. I'm going to be honest with you. I am at a certain point in my ConvertKit relationship right now where every month I'm skimming a couple hundred people off that we call cold subscribers, people who haven't clicked on my inbox in a long time. And if you're not interacting with my content, why am I paying for you to be on my list? Now, there's some people that are listening to this and they say, well, I want to have an email list of 10,000 and my email list of 10,000 is better than your email list of 6,000. Not necessarily, right? We're looking at percentages. You might have 10,000 people and only 500 of them actually interact, which means you're paying for 9,500 people to not touch your equipment, but every month you're paying for it. 
we're going to talk a lot about this. Clearly, you guys can see that there's a lot more to this than just a 20-minute podcast can handle. But I want to get to my last P here. We talked about being personal. We talked about problem solving. And the last thing here is partnerships. When we send out these emails, you want to form a partnership with your audience. You want to form a partnership with your brands that you're promoting. You don't want to be putting stuff on your newsletter that you don't like you know, and trust yourself. If you're going to say, here's five reasons to use Google, you better know about Google. You don't want to be making a, a, a an advertisement out of your newsletter. People will see through that very, very quickly. So I want to talk to you guys about another app that I really like here. We talked about ConvertKit. You can go over go on over to teachercast.net slash convert kit and check that out. But another one that I've been using, and this is not an affiliate link, is called Opt-in Monster. I've been an Opt-in Monster subscriber, paying subscriber, it's a couple hundred bucks a year. For the last few years, I was one of the, the original people that got in on the original grandfather deal, and I love Opt-in Monster. It makes, an op an, uh, it, it, makes it so easy to create opt-in forms, and, and it does things like exit intent, meaning it won't pop things up right in front of you until your user's mouse goes off the screen. And then it goes, oops, if you're leaving, hey, check this out. And then it does the pop-ups. So my two recommendations for this is ConvertKit and Optin Monster. If you're using MailChimp, Aweber, uh, you name it, I recommend those ones too, but I'm not currently using those, so I'm not going to put those on my blog post. Just know that those are great too. And and. I'm not against free, but there is a time where you have to look and say, well, free gets me this, paid gets me this. If you don't have an email newsletter, sign up for MailChimp. Heck, sign up for ConvertKit. ConvertKit now has a free plan. And so there's a lot of great ways that you can use that. But you know, any of these great services that have free plans, it's a great way to go. If you are going to spend a little bit of money, ConvertKit for me works. Optin Monster for me works. There's a few others that we'll talk about, but I would definitely say have some kind of a system on there. Now, I want to wrap up today with 10 things, 10 easy teacher cast tips that I always recommend for anybody wanting to build or build up your email list. Number one, I always recommend to create eye-catching forms on your website. Sometimes this is hard. Sometimes this is easy. If you're not a coder, if you're not a programmer and you're on a system that you need some kind of a CSS background for to make the list and to make these opt-ins look nice, maybe that's not the platform for you. I got to be honest, when I started with ConvertKit, it was difficult to make nice looking forms. When I first started with Optin Monster, it was really difficult to make nice looking forms. Fortunately, both of those services have matured and they've grown up and they've made their opt-in forms easy for anybody to use. The second thing I want to rem remind you guys is to have some kind of a free opt-in, right? You can't just expect people to come and get your form. For instance, one of the things that I'm working on this week is when you go to build your EDU brand, I want to have a specialized and personalized giveaway. Maybe you're coming to TeacherCast because you want help building a, an email marketing list. I want to have some kind of a PDF or an opt-in or a video series or an online course, something that I can give you guys to say, would you be a subscriber of mine? And if so, here's this free thing. 
So there's a few things in there. I always recommend having a giveaway. I know on TeacherCast, I probably have about two dozen different ones. I've got some for my ed tech stuff, some for my coaching stuff, some for my brand building, some for my podcasters. I mean, every little bit, I've got a few opt-ins here and I play with them. Where do I put them? What do I say? What colors the button? If I'm talking too fast, we will discuss all of those things on the podcast. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us on TeacherCast or at TeacherCast on Twitter. Number three, don't be spammy. Uh, Guilty right here, right? Don't be spammy with your audience or they will unsubscribe. We talked about this earlier. Unsubscribing is just part of the deal. Don't worry about it. Unless you notice that you make a move, like maybe you move your bishop and like a thousand people unsubscribe and you go, oops, I won't do that again. Number four, be personal. Don't be corporate. Again, hey, 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 John, it's nice to have you on the list rather than hey, guys, or hey, friend. Number five, provide value to your users. Again, do you have an opt-in? Are you sharing things or are you just going in for the kill, right? I've recently been working all throughout TeacherCast. If you haven't checked out the brand new homepage for TeacherCast.net, oh my goodness, go on your desktop and check it out. The homepage looks beautiful. I'm so proud of it. But I did have some friends look at my 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 overall op, uh, landing page strategy, and they said, these pages are good because you're offering value, and this page starts off with, hire me to make your website. And if you're listening, you know who you are. And that's something I need to figure out. Am I offering value or am I just getting on my knee and handing you the ring and saying, marry me from the start? You don't want to be doing that stuff. All right, number six, differentiate your opt-ins. Again, some of these things I have are are spreadsheet giveaways. Some of these things are Google slide giveaways. Some of these things are, you know, top 10 lists. Always try to figure out what people want, rotate it and whatever sticks. Hey, go with it. Number seven, segment, segment, segment. Who are you? What's your email? And what do you do? Are you a teacher, tech coach, podcaster, whatever? Start the segmentation at the ground level so that way you know exactly what kind of intro sequence to send, how to meet their needs, and what kind of things they're listening. And then that same thing, number eight is automate, automate, automate. ConvertKit, as an example, has a great system of when you get tagged with something, you're automatically can be put into a sequence of events that you don't have to control. I save so much time. And you can too by going over to teachercast.net slash convertkit. Now, the last two things are the most important. Number one, don't get discouraged. Don't sit here and say, I'm not sending an email because you're going to unsubscribe. And don't say, oh my goodness, I have a low opt-in. I must be horrible. It takes time. Some of my opt-ins work. Some of them don't. Some of them look great. Some of them won't. Okay, that rhymed. I get it. But don't get discouraged right? Everybody has a learning curve. And if you want to ever sit down, you can always book a call with me. I'd be happy to find 15, 20 minutes. We can set up a time, learn what you're doing and set up a coaching segment. I'd love to help you build your EDU brand. Now, 10, I got to say, this is the most important one. I'm saying this to you as an email marketer. I'm saying this to you as a podcaster. I'm saying this to you as a content creator. Are you ready? I, I said, are you ready? Don't look at your numbers. It's really that simple. I tell everybody, stop looking at your analytics, just make great content. If you're making great newsletter content that has value, that is, you know, I don't even want to say pretty looking, but but has some kind of a visual visual 
<laughs> funny, visual context to it, your subscribers will grow. Your network will grow. The hits on your website, your podcast, you will build your EDU brand very easily if you just stop looking at your numbers and let things happen naturally. And my friends, that is where I want to end the episode today. Don't forget on Friday, we're going to be doing episode number eight, our another bonus episode featuring our good friend Heather to talk all about email marketing and newsletters. If I haven't said it yet, it was one of my favorite interviews that we did a few weeks ago. I am so happy that you guys are going to be meeting her, and I hope you find that episode enjoyable. Also, don't forget two things. We have our brand new Facebook community. You can check out all the links over on episode seven at buildyouredubrand.com, or you can just go over to Facebook and do a search for Build Your EDU Brand. I'm sure by now it will come up in the search. And don't forget to share these podcasts with your friends, your other content creators, Anybody that's a blogger, podcaster, I want to recommend you guys check this stuff out. Subscribe to us on all the shows, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And don't forget to share how wonderful TeacherCast with us. We would love to get some testimonials from you guys. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to read some of your feedback and testimonials on our show. So that wraps up episode number seven of the Jeff Bradbury Show. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions on your platforms. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.